Fresher than your father podcast. Boom. We are so back. We're back. We are back. Man. I mean How long it how long has it been? It's been like what, two months, three months? Eight months. Two years. <laughs> I think technically we've been going for over two years. Oh yeah? Yeah. So my next my next thing that it's been a decade, that that's mathematically impossible. Mathematically impossible things have happened before in the show. I think that's true. Yeah. Speaking of math, what number is this? Number forty. Wow. Wow. Now both listeners are wondering what happened at thirty nine. Yeah. Thirty nine is once again a hidden joint. Hidden man. Unreleased, unreleased joint. Wait till we release the lost tapes. Yeah. Exactly. We met with the excitement of uh, of uh, getting run over by an elephant. Yeah, well said. Well said. But speaking of unreleased joints, I'm I'm hearing some unreleased heat coming from cats. Like, what are cats putting on albums? What what are cats putting on albums? Trash. Like I heard I heard this really ill little uh, no ID in common joint where they flipped the Ike Turner sample, and it was kind of raw. A word. And then, of course, that KRS-One joint, that was unbelievable. But that album was trash. That was the Boom Bap, right? Return of the Boom Bap with DJ Premier. Oh, man, yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Amazing track. But Common, usually trash. I've given Is up on fair? Common. We've given up on Common. Is that, is that, that's kind of, it's kind of extreme. Nah, I mean, I feel you. I mean, it, it's a little extreme to say I've given up, like, I, but, like, I, I just, I, there's, there's a really big degree of kind of, um, you know, cynicism, I don't know, but like, yeah. just like, I, I just, I have doubts. I, I, I see so a new comment track and I have doubts. What does it mean to give up on? Does that mean I just... That, does that mean not copying or veteran, not even taking time to listen? Veteran rappers, you should retire. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten that far, no. No, but, but, but like, for you, is when you say I've given up, that just means I'm not putting any money on it or I'm not going to take the time to even listen to samples from the new record. I'm not, I'm not putting, probably not putting any money on it. I mean, it's common. He's a legend. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably check for something new he does at some point, but right. he, his his voice and flow have just come to annoy me. I, I he's guess. not quite at the at the quality level, but he's close. Yes, yes. You know, like I always because you know we're basketball nerds. We're gonna get the basketball soon. I always try to think of a basketball equivalent for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So I w- last night I was trying to think who is Commons basketball equivalent right and and I wasn't thinking like he's he's a tier down like he's not even Barkley tier he's probably like Ewing Reggie Miller yeah I like, like the uh, I, I like the Ewing for a second there let me think about it but yeah unquestionably nice definitely not top tier he had I mean he had a couple classic albums right Right, and you can't argue that you know Reggie Miller has some classic playoff series. Um, Hall of Famer, 
Yeah. But, you know, if you're naming top shooting guards of all time, I, I don't know. Maybe Common is – I don't know. These, these, these last few projects have, have, have dimmed me on, on Common. I'm, I'm not trying to give Common no serious holler. But, you know, after, like, Water for Chocolate, I, I, I would be willing to entertain him as, you know, one of the greatest – at that time, top ten MC, sure. Yeah. Now, nope. No. Nope. He's not even better than Rick Ross to me right now. And Rick Ross, as you so eloquently put it, is boring. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I've, I've diverted us off of our plan. No, this, these these are important things to discuss. They are shitting on people with better careers than us. <laughs> <laughs> important uh. topics. Yeah, important topics. For instance, um, how much attention did you pay uh, regarding um, the Nas controversy? Now, what what was the oh the ghostwriting thing? Yeah, I read it with interest and didn't think much past that. Yeah, um, and what what I wrote on a Facebook post is quote yourself. I'm citing myself. Um, Sometimes you have to do that. You have to do that. I'm just glad Nas realized he was whack and reached out for some support. Because <laughs> people are going to buy Nas records. The least he can do is do whatever it takes to make sure the record is good. And by all accounts, this record has been better than most recently. So, what was your take? I, I'm not really feeling Nas. That, I haven't been feeling Nas that hard for a long time. We may have discussed this before. Yeah, and I then, hope we have. The pro, not, the pro and con Nas camps, they're bitter enemies, and I don't really want to go in there. But my take was no. this kind of, huh, like, that would be interesting, and, like, you know, if, if cats were ghostwriting. But if your evidence is are, are some tweets from someone else who, right. like, like, eh, it's yeah. not great evidence. So, overall, I just don't care. Yeah, and, and I, I shouldn't have even brought it up, but I, you know, I just wanted to throw it out there. Well, but there's one thing that was interesting, though, and I, so maybe I did pay more attention than I want to admit. But someone posted something, and and so okay, maybe I didn't pay that much attention. But someone posted something where Jay Electronica was kind of defending Nas, is basically saying it was more a collaborative type of thing. And my personal experience as an MC is, with, although I was working in a group context. It wasn't uncommon for the homie rep life, shout out, shout out, to look over some verses, point out where I might tweak things, to write a verse and say, okay, I want you to say this chunk here. Likewise, you know what I mean? And and if he was around when I was working on, a, you know, like a Dollabin record, shout out. Can you shout out yourself? Shout out. Shout out. It, it would be fresh to me to do a, a similar thing. You know what I mean? If he if he was like, oh, you could tweak this hook that way, or I was feeling the beat, I just wrote this little couple lines. Yeah. And I saw it and was like, oh, that's dope. Can I use this for the hook? You, you know? Yeah. So if that's what it was, then all good. I mean, the end result, though, really is the music. Like, if you hear the shit and it sounds good, then fuck it, right? Um, But it's been a long time since I heard Nas music and thought, whoa, that sounds good. So. Yeah. If he's doing anything to make it sound good, and it sounds good to people, all to the good. But Nas is why. I'm going to touch on one more point here. All right? 
Okay. I feel like Brand, Brandon Sonderberg, Soderberg. You know about this cat? Nah. I think he's like I think he's one of these hipster hipster hip hop writers. I think he writes for The Voice, but I'm not sure. But okay. he's writing he's writing for Spin now. Okay. And he wrote a little something called Nas Ghostwriting Controversy and Why It Doesn't Matter. <clears throat> he made various points. Blah blah blah. I don't want to get into all the points. He, he was kind of you wanted. He really wanted to, to talk about like I don't know like um, whether or not rich rappers should be making revolutionary lyric or, or, or albums or something. Right. Oh. That's that's a that's an interesting conversation, but unfortunately, once again, in my opinion, the arrogance seeps in. And this line stuck out to me. He's talking about... Uh, here, I'll read the paragraph and you can tell me what you think here. Okay. The number of hip-hop hits penned by someone other than the person rapping them doesn't even need to be mentioned at this point. We're all well aware that rappers are not so much diarists. Diarists? Okay. Uh, is that like, the like you're writing in a diary? Yeah, I guess. Okay. As storytellers, bigger than life characters, and ciphers in their neighborhood or region all at once. Fact, fiction, and fantasy are merged together as they are in every art form. So, outrage over ghostwriting is a regressive way of approaching rap music. And this is the sentence. Let me know what you think of the sentence. Trumping lyrics over all else sends the genre back even further than the already problematic celebration of, in quotes, skills that dominated the golden era and still lingers. Okay, read that sentence again. Trumping lyrics over all else sends the genre back even further than the already problematic celebration of skills that dominated during the golden era and still lingers. Whoa. That's not the end of the paragraph, but that to me... What? Whoa. I mean, <clears throat> in what art form should it not be celebrated to be good? Yeah. That's what the, the debate about or the argument about skills is all about, right? Now, skills can be thought of in different ways. Yeah. Meaning, you know, some cats' skills are less intricate and more charismatic, if that makes sense? Like, like... Like, yeah, no one yeah. would go back and listen to Dilla raps and say he was the most intricate rapper, but he had a lot of charisma, and he had a crazy swing. He had skills as an MC. It took time for people, and, you know, frankly, he had to die to look back and say, oh, okay, he was kind of nice with his, but... I don't know, man. There's a lot about that. I don't know. No. 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 Hipster. Hipster. But see, but here's the point. Like, there's two ways you approach music, I think. Like, once you start making music, you hear it a different way. And if you're participating in a particular musical culture, if you're participating in it, that comes with certain things that you're going to be called to the mat for that may or may not matter to people who listen. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like as an MC, other MCs expect certain things of you that won't mean shit to a person that just hears it, right? 
Yeah. And it's appropriate for cats to say shit to you or to critique you based on that, even if, as a listener, you couldn't care less, right? Like, I, I, I love, like, folk music and shit, but, like, I'm sure there are intricacies to playing the guitar that one person may say to another person, like, yo, you can't do that, or that was right that you borrowed that lick. I have no idea. I just know yeah. I like the music, right? Yeah. yeah. Same with MCs. So, like, I hate coming at it this way, but who the hell is he to make that point? At that point, your 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 discussion is about is it good or is it not? Do I like it? Do I not? Yeah. But well, so, it, so so let me read the let me I I, I want to make sure I'm doing him fair. Although I I think that sentence stands on its own, but I think so. but the next two sentences are the betrayal fans muster up about ghostwriting turns rap music into nothing more than words on paper. Back in 2007. Ghostface was accused of using ghostwriters on Supreme Clientele, but does it matter? He most certainly owns every insane utterance on that album. See, these are two different issues. Yes. Yes. And I think you're right that his arrogance compelled him to make a statement about what he thought about hip-hop that had absolutely nothing to do with ghostwriting. Yes. And then I think ultimately he doesn't have the capacity. He, he can't speak to that issue. And plus, why, why, why would he say that expecting each other to be good at our craft hinders the music? That's basically what he's saying, right? Yeah. Like, if we're focusing so much on skills, it sets the music back. That's how, bullshit. How, how, how can you, yeah. But see, you know, in, in rock and jazz, people play each other's music all the time. I've thought about this for a long time. Like, why, why, why aren't we remaking hip-hop tracks more often? There are classics. There are standards. Yep. You know, and you hear people do takes on stuff. Like when Merce and, uh, and who produced that, John? Was it Ninth Wonder? They did. I, I used know. to love her. I think it was Ninth. It was cool. It was cool. It's a classic track. Remake the track that's fresh. And, you know, for, you know, another cat to come around and throw you a verse, that should be all good, especially if you spit it right. I didn't realize people said Supreme Clientele was ghostwritten. I didn't either. Can't you say that all artistic forms yes. have periods of high creativity and productivity? Yeah. Is it wrong to identify a golden era in hip-hop? No. But I don't, I mean, there can be problems with doing that, but I don't think so. And I think that, um, I don't know, like, I don't know. I just wanted to make the point, kind of, that came out of this Nas controversy, that someone at a major magazine will kind of make this kind of arrogant statement about skills and whether, does this author represent a certain mindset of a lot of fans or a lot of like kind of like fans of today right or listeners of today is well, sure is is the idea really that skills not only um aren't people aren't e exhibiting or talking about skills in hip-hop today but that back when people were that set the music back that that was whack that cats were so obsessed with being skillful and an art form I, well, I think what he's saying is that 
those who now stick to that are preventing the art from becoming something that it could be. Hmm. I think that's his point. Lyrics over all else. Yeah, and, and I'm not a lyrics over all else kind of person at all, but... You know, you got to bring something to the table. I think yeah. a better, I think a better example of someone who no one ever says was highly skilled, but is unquestionably a legend, is Will Smith, Fresh Prince, right? He's he's legend stats, iconic tracks, right? Like, and it may not have been everybody was like, oh yeah, Will Smith is the nicest with his, but parents just don't understand. Girls are nothing but trouble. Like, he's a charismatic dude. He was a star. And he made an impact culturally. And I don't think with a lack of integrity. I'm, 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 I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant to make him a legend status, but he definitely put out an album or two early on that were major albums. Who else like him has iconic tracks? Like, iconic tracks. Summertime. Summertime is like is a major track. Timeless track. I have no idea if he wrote those lyrics. And in fact, I don't think I've ever cared if he wrote those lyrics. No. But he carried it. He did it. I'll agree. It's debatable. It's debatable. I'll agree. I'll agree. His legend status is debatable. I think who whose legend status is not debatable is Jazzy Jeff. Oh, no question. Yeah. And he exhibits no. skills. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Continually. Continuously. Yeah. Like, like he, he's a, a pioneering technician, like a technical DJ, some of the stuff he could do. Yep. Right? Like, the transform is him, right? Yeah, it's pretty much him and what's his name from Philly? Uh, Cash Money. Cash Money. Yeah. Right? So, you know, yeah. Which I, I, I'm not going to front. I think that leads to some of the cred I give Will Smith. He was Jazzy Jeff's DJ. I mean, Jazzy Jeff's MC, excuse me. Yeah. Gives him a little holler, I think. I don't know. I don't know. But is it whack to say you have to, like, there are certain things that outsiders can't speak to? I feel like that's kind of a, I, I usually don't like when people come with that attitude. I feel like, if you create something, people should have a right to critique it. But I just, I don't know if you can speak to how people internally police their culture or their artistic expression. Yeah. But I, I think, I think I, I, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting question. I feel like, um, I mean, I think you have to give people who are participating in a culture, who are, who are making a certain art and have that experience and... Uh, I don't know. Like they, they have uh, often have more knowledge. I don't know. They or they've been through certain things, or they've you know. Yeah. You've written songs. You've written a lot of songs. You know, as right. an MC. You know, and you've you know not to mention that you've dug for records and you've listened to a lot of songs and you've DJed and you have a lot of experience in hip hop in general. But you know, like as an MC, I feel like. You 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 know what it takes to write songs, to overbeats, you know, like right. to to do to rap rap music, you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't feel like even 
myself really has a full say on uh, on you know the intricacies and some of and some of what goes into that and critiquing you know all of that. I'm not. I, I definitely don't think that you know you're, you're barred from making any kind of critique of whether you like something or not and why if you're if if you're coming from outside the culture. But I you know I think I there still, is that. I feel like you just overstepped up a little yeah. bit of a bound, and, and yeah. there's a certain amount of internal policing of a culture that has to happen. And it has to happen in ways that, like, like, like how producers, because, you know, same thing. I mean, you produced, I don't know how many different records, made, I don't know how many different beats, right? Like, that's a whole different culture, right? And not a whole different culture. You, you know what I mean? It's a whole different yeah. artistic expression. And, you know calling somebody out for the way they may have looped something or, or if they bit the way someone else looped it or or if they looped it off of a, a joint somebody else already sampled. You, you know what I mean? Like they didn't go to the original, but they sampled somebody's sample of. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that kind of shit is, is beef worthy, but I just don't feel like I could be out on the outside. Like a little bit, but at a certain point. I'm talking out of my ass. I guess that's the point. I feel like that dude was kind of talking out of his ass a little bit. Yeah. And didn't really have a full understanding of why some of that shit is important. The lesson is don't talk out your ass. I guess that's it. I guess that's it. And don't use one discussion as a, as a way to throw in your little opinion about something different or bigger. And pretend like nobody's going to listen. See, we're having this serious discussion, but I want listeners to visualize you in the basement. Oh, with, yeah. With the ironing board. And with the, the ironing board. It's right there. It's ironing board, uh, uh, cushy mic holder, cell phone, computer, yeah. audio interface. On the ironing board. Oh, yeah, all on the I ironing board. I mean, you could just bust it out right now, a couple shirts, boom. Oh, there's no wrinkles anywhere around here, dude. No, no. no. I fuck a wrinkle up right now. So, you know, just listeners visualize, you know, if we had the split screen, Dave in the basement. There's probably not a lot of things on the wall. No. No. Just him, ironing board, mic, iron, and just some, just, I don't know, like... Couple couple pairs of pants hanging in the background. <laughs> no, there's nothing. There's, there's just boxes, 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 boxes. A pile of of uh, luggage. Just empty boxes, and then there's a bookshelf. There's just a random ass bookshelf that is full of books that we couldn't fit elsewhere. We're out here. We're out here, but See, we this, we're, we're bringing it to you anyway. Oh yeah. After after a, a three year delay. We're back. We're back. This, this is why. You know, I'm back out here in the East Coast. No more Midwest. No Congra- more Wisconsin. Congratulations. Thanks, man. But I miss I miss Wisconsin. I'm not going to lie. Word. Wisconsin, Wisconsin treated a brother well. Word up. I, I beefed. I complained. But it had two lakes, good donuts, great medical coverage, and these spots had these records. Word. There were records out there. Shout out Strictly Discs. They were douches in the beginning, but they turned out to be mad cool. 
Strictly, strictly discs. Shout out. First it was strictly dicks, now strictly dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They redeemed themselves. Shout out, Evan. All it takes is one cat to be a cool cat. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. And, you know, not be in your face on some bullshit. Be informed. Be open. You know, you know, some people, it's like the Trader Joe's effect. You know, some people want to comment on what you're buying, right? Oh, these are delicious. <laughs> Have you tried the other flavor? <laughs> That can go too far. It can go but, too but far. The, it could go too far. But the record store, oh, man, what is this? I didn't notice that downstairs. This looks good. Good conversation. And then, best of all, looking out. Looking out. Oh, I set this aside for you. Yeah. I knew you wanted this. This just came in. Well, I'll get that in for you. I'll call you when it's in. That's looking out, man. What about what about let me let's let's go here for a second record stores. Yep. I was at this spot. What about when you find a record for a nice with a nice deal, a nice break on the record? Yeah. $4. Kind of a nice like rare piece that you haven't seen before. Bring it to the <laughs> counter, cat at the counter. Oh yeah. It's like you know, whether for that stuff on the cover or where to mark this up. Yeah. What's what's kind of a, it's kind of a dick comment. It is, or but it's all. It? I think the fact that the end result means you're getting heat for less. It I think it's this way of saying I I recognize this is heat. Yeah. I found a way to hook you up though. It's true, but 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 it, but it is a little douchey. Like I really wanted to charge you more. But I can't. <laughs> but on the flip side, I was at that same store yesterday. Yesterday? Nah. Day before yesterday. And um cat came with some records, a couple joints, and this couple came in and they he was on she was checking his joints out and he had this Marley record. And mm. the um the woman was like, oh, man, was that in that crate over there? And he was like, yeah. And she's like, yep, I put it over there because I thought I was going to come back, get it. You know, I hit it over there, which is a classic move. If you dig classic it, you know move. what I mean? Yep. You just yep. slip it all over in the, you know, slip that, that heat over in the show tune section, you know? Yep, yep. Um, uh, and, you know, it's behind that Neil Sadaka record and shit. And, right. um... And he was like, you know what? I'm going to see this Marley record again. Boom. Hit her with it. It's awesome. Oh, what a cool move. That, that's respect. That's a cool move. Yeah. 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 Back when I had more time, I would raid, I would, I would look through classical sections for little hidden stashes. Yeah. Yep. You know what's in there. Yeah. Little hidden stashes. Oh, man, when you come across them, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's, it's fucked up because, you know, you're you're dashing someone, someone's hopes right then. <laughs> right? Like someone, someone really wanted those and couldn't get those and was hoping that the record guys would shine kindly on them. Have you ever been done? Oh, yeah. 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 You thought you had it hidden? No. No. No, no, no. I mean, I've been done when I, I had it pulled. Set it down, turn my head, Boom. turn back, 
gone. Ghost. Vaporized. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. Yo. And whoever, whoever nabbed that Madhouse 12 in A1 a couple years ago, fuck yeah. you. Fuck you. Yeah. Yo. You know who else wants to say fuck you too? Mm. The Lakers. Fuck the Lakers. Fuck if the if the Lakers as a team as an entity were a person, I would I would do that thing you know that thing where you kick somebody's right foot into their other foot when they're walking and make them trip a little bit. <laughs> you just kind of swing your foot and and knock one foot into the other and they kind of stumble. Oh man, I would do that and hope they fell. But but be satisfied with the embarrassment of watching them stumble a little bit. Well, fuck you, the Lakers. Fuck the Lakers. You think Dwight Howard's going to stumble? Oh, no. No. See, he, he, like LeBron, needs some leadership. He needs somebody who's, who's clearly stronger, smarter, and more mature than he is to tell him to shut the fuck up sometimes. And Kobe's going to do that. See, the, the thing about, like, as is, is Andrew Bynum, who's the other part of that trade, and I, I don't I don't get why, who's, who's, why is Andrew Bynum so fresh? I don't completely get it, but, you know, at the, from the beginning, Kobe was like, who is this dude? Yep. Like, who, who is this dude? So, I'm sure Kobe's going to be like, nah, man, nah, cut all that shit out. So I, I hear th- I hear rumblings. Yeah. What's moving back there? These uh the uh, the home uh, chairs are moved. Uh, water is is utilized. You know, in the basement, man. You collect all the sounds. It's true. That's, I like that's I like that, I like that that word utilized. Things are utilized in the basement. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Various uh. This is where the house is maintained, right? Like, this is the control center. There's heaters. There's fucking, you know, vents, fires. Yeah, vents, pipes, drains. Yeah, sinks. Control panels. Oh, yeah. Everything happens in the basement. Yeah, well, that, that's the level of love we're giving these Lakers. We won't even fully hate on them. Yeah. Although, you know, shout out Steve Nash. Yeah, kind of a, a a half-ass shout-out, but, you know, a shout-out. Just, ah, why didn't you go yeah. somewhere else and play ball? Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, today, uh, I shouldn't have been doing this. I had work to do. There's always work to do. But I saw the creepiest, most amazing video produced by, uh, I'm sure it's by Kobe's people. It's like Mamba 2012 or something. Uh-huh. And it was like all of these audio clips of people comparing Kobe and Jordan. And then they were showing Jordan making a shot and Kobe making the identical shot. So it was like two and a half minutes of Jordan making a move and Kobe making the identical move in the in a game. Like same position on the floor, same like whether it was a drop step whether it was a, a, a head fake, whether it was, a, like, identical. Did it convince you? It, yes, in the sense that there's no question that every thing physically that Jordan could do on a court, 
Kobe can do. And also that Kobe has studied Jordan so closely that he's borrowed every trick and technique and skill that Jordan had to get a shot off. But I, what it was, I think it was supposed to convince me that at some point Kobe was going to be better than Jordan. And it didn't convince me of that. Yeah. Um, but their careers are so different. I, I just wish people gave Scottie Pippen more credit. People really try to make it seem like Scottie Pippen was a full notch below Jordan. But everybody's a full notch below Jordan. Everybody. Nah, Scotty was fucking amazing. You can't amazing. Front. You can't front on Scottie Pippen. Although he was no. kind of a dick, but he was, you know, amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and not not mentally what Jordan was. No. So so it's not like you can knock Kobe for having played with Shaq or played with Pau Gasol or now playing with Dwight Howard. Because Jordan played with Pippen, and I think people may argue, but I think Pippen is as good as Shaq, as good as Pau Gasol. He's better than Pau Gasol. And, and, uh, well, here's my thing with that. I see where you're going, and I I, I agree to a certain on a certain level, but to me, the role reversal was switched with Shaq. That was Shaq was Shaq was the the Jordan level talent on the team, and Kobe was the Pippen, in my opinion. Well, I guess here's the point. Here's the, the hmm. Yes, in the sense that, that Shaq was the dominant scoring option. He was right? pretty good on defense, too, though. He was. Because he, he was just physically so dominant. Yeah. Like, it was, it would be idiotic to do anything else. And Scotty definitely wasn't so physically imposing that. I mean, I, I'm not trying to compare Shaq to Scotty as players, but just as far as like kind of the the star dominant, most talented player on the team. Oh yeah, I yeah. feel like Jordan That's and Shaq really for that with the with number two being Kobe during those years. Yeah, I, yeah. you know. No, that's reasonable, but you know, part of that too is their career arc. Like if if uh, because. You know, Shaq's a few years older than Kobe. And he had been to the finals with the Magic. You know, like, he was at a different point in his career. Um, but it seemed like Jordan and Pippen were roughly peers. Peers, Jordan yeah. was a yeah. few years yeah. older, but not not so yeah. much so older. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an impossible... It's an impossible comparison. I was just saying, well, from my taste, historically, I think Pippen did more and was more accomplished as a basketball player than Shaq was. Fight me. Ooh, That's wow. not to you. It's just, you know, universally. You're just putting it out there like, boom. Oh, oh yeah. You're making a statement. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think we're really getting a full sense of what Pippen was. People, people are, are like, you know, oh, you're second. You're kind of like a Pippen. Like, yeah, but when Jordan left, his team went to the second round of the playoffs in in almost got to the to the finals, Eastern Conference Finals, right? So how great was Pippen? When Jordan left, he could still take a team to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. And, and Sha- think, Shaq's prime top three centers ever. Oh. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you take Shaq's prime over Olajuwon's prime? It's a question. 
It's a question. Shaq's prime was serious. Shaq's prime was serious. He Shaq's had the jumper. He had the inside. He couldn't hit foul shots. He had right. he had great defense. He could run. He could move. People, I feel like people look. I I hate sitting here and defending Shaq, the last person I'm going to sit and defend, especially sure. during those years in the Lakers when they were beating my Blazers and yeah. cats in L.A. were talking mad shit to me about how Shaq gets fouled all the time and he doesn't. He doesn't go to the line enough for all the fouls he takes and blah, 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 bullshit. But yeah. dominant. Dominant. And dominant when he got in shape, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Over Elijah one, it's... I know you're pissed. You're pissed. Oh, it's not that I'm pissed. I just... I'm, I'm those, those three championships were Shaq. And Kobe, to me, was... In the, maybe the second and third... A key part, but nowhere close. Kobe could not have done what Pippen did without Shaq. No, no, I wouldn't argue that. But but Olajuwon, when he won his two titles, had no second player anywhere it's, near. It's true. What Elijah, Kobe was at that look, time. Look, you're probably right. I wasn't. I wasn't quite prepared to put. But I'm just. I, you know, Shaq. No, is you're right. There. Shaq's. He's Shaq's. Way up there. Shaq's prime is significant. I just, I mean, to say he's fourth or fifth isn't, I don't think, that huge of a slight, but just, you know. The assumption, the assumption is Kareem and, and Russell are number one and two. I'm not saying in that order. Probably uh, Russell. Oh, oh and, and then what's. Wilt. Wilt. Wilt's Will. up there. And I, I don't even know the Moses Malone story. Right? I don't. Like, I don't. Like people, people talk Moses like Moses is up there and that. In that pantheon, and I don't—I didn't watch Moses. I don't know. Um, Moses was around, obviously, when I was watching, but I just—I—I I don't get it. But people put him up there, but I don't know. And I wasn't even thinking Russell. I was just thinking Kareem, Will, Elijah, just off rip. I, I can't. From, from, from what cats talk, say from, you know, like Russell's number one. From what cats are talking about. No, you're right. You're right. That's that the serious arguments that Russell was the greatest past Jordan. I don't yeah. know if that's true. Yeah, but then, you know, there's the argument. I was just listening to some people talk about uh, uh, Kareem. You know, he had the most unblockable shot in the history of yeah. the league. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I don't what the hell was I listening to? Someone was basically saying um, that Kareem had a combination of Wilt and Russell. Like he was like halfway between the two. Which is insane, and he's only the the you know leading scorer in the history of the league. But he played forever. He was like seventy three when he retired. He was. He was. He was almost as old as this show. Yeah, but was still making shots. I think that's insane. How so physically dominant was he? You know, he was a little dude, like skinny wise, but he he was so he, he could. That this guy hooked, just no one was going to stop it. So as long as he could just, you know, my yeah. dad always said he was shooting down at the basket. He was shooting down at the basket. Okay, dad. But, you know, he was shooting down at the basket. Mm-hmm. He was up above that motherfucker, tossing it down into it. So, I, it's a debate. You're right. You're right. Shaq, when Shaq was Shaq, was unbelievable. He just, he ended, he ended on such a bad... A, a bad taste and a bad note, but when Shaq was Shaq, it was just unstoppable. 
But see, I still feel like, and I don't feel like this with the, the Bulls, even though they had close series, I still feel like the Lakers got a title or two that they didn't deserve. I feel yeah. like Kings gave one away, and I feel like, and I'm sorry to say it, I feel like the Blazers gave one away. Yeah. Maybe there are people who feel like, oh, you know, the Knicks gave one or two away, or... Well, Cats, I mean... The Pacers gave one or two away. I also remember how weak the Eastern Conference was at that point. I mean, those... Not to be a complete oh, yeah. idiot, but like those Western, those Western Conference Finals, that that was the finals, pretty much. Oh, totally, totally, yeah, yeah. My 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 Spurs, the you know, the 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 Duncan Robinson era, you they would have more than two titles. Yeah, but that was because Shaq and Kobe were running it. That's how great they were. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, during that time it was unbelievable. I mean. Kevin Garnett couldn't get out of the first round. Exactly. And you, you see what, what he's doing with Boston as, as a 50-year-old, and you're like, why? Why wasn't that dude more dominant? Because he played. And that was when, you know, the Western Conference had. What are we even talking about? Now? Anyway, they had Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, uh, Chris Webber, Rashid Wallace. Like, it was crazy. And, then, and, and who's going to the finals in the East? The fucking Nets? Oh, they were trash. That was, I mean, no disrespect to Jason Kidd, but the, it was trash. Kerry Kid, Kittles was starting. Kid, exactly. Kidd took took one of the crappiest teams ever to the finals. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, I was watching. Oh, yeah. But it, it paved the way for Duncan, Tim Duncan, to have the most ridiculous line ever. <laughs> I'm in love with Tim Duncan. That motherfucker had a 19-20-11 assist in eight blocks. To clinch. <laughs> night, night, Nets. <laughs> Have the safe trip back to Jersey. Night, night. Carry, carry, carry Kittles, man. Carry Skittles. He was nice. I'm being a hater, but he was nice. I mean, for, for what he, I mean, if he's coming off your bench, you got a squad. Oh, yeah. Start yeah, long, yeah. You got no. problems. No. No. So let yeah. me talk about the Nets for a second. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what your answer is to this question. Not quite. It's not really a question. This is me being a snarky asshole. Okay. I was one of the people who really objected to this building of this giant stadium which displaced mad people in Brooklyn, and lots of lies were told about job, what do the Republicans say, job creation? The rich oh, people yeah. are the job creators? Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they tore up mad pieces of property, blocks. I mean, Brooklyn is being super gentrified. You know, yeah. like, you know, the cat, cats are salivating to get those housing projects down the road demolished, you know. But, like, like all kinds of crazy apartment buildings are coming up. And in the middle of it is this fucking stadium. It looks like the fucking Death Star. Death Star? Yeah. I need to come up, man. I'm, I, now that you're saying this, I have, it hasn't sunk in. Like, there's a fucking new stadium in the middle of Brooklyn. You, you're walking down these streets. I used to walk, you walk down these streets, or you turn a corner, and it's just, it's, it's imposing over the sky. There it is. It's the fucking stadium. And so here's the, here's the deal. Because I have friends, and they're hype. They're ready to, like, have a team in Brooklyn, or they're ready to watch the Blazers play. The oh, Nets, sure. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sure. I have. I'm stubborn, man. Fuck that stadium. I'm not going to watch games in that fucking stadium. Fuck right. that shit. How can I stand around, go to protests, or you know, talk about how I didn't want it built 
And then when it's built, there I am, spending my money up in there. Yeah, I'm here. Go right. Brooklyn Nets. No. Right. So I'm just putting that out there. Cats are going to make fun of me for, like, being a stubborn motherfucker. But I just, right. maybe down the line I can. I can't. I can't do it this season. Yeah. I can't do it. Am I totally insane? Oh, no is the short answer, but fuck. I mean, this is the reality of what of what big industry is. Yeah. You know, I mean, people do things for their own profit. America is set up so that people at the highest level can continue to do things at their own profit for their own profit and crush other people's lives in the name of capitalism and it's all good. So, you know, it's just the way it is. And we can't like, you can't just accept it, but they're gonna be playing basketball around the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I do you. I mean oh. I mean it, you know it's not like the Knicks disappeared, so I can still go see games at, at the Garden. But, right. you know, yeah, it's around the way. I Let can me, bike over. It's kind of like the other night when I biked four blocks. Not even bike, I walked four blocks and saw Erica Badu in the park for free. These are the things that, that happen in Brooklyn. But the park is the park, right? It's not like, you know, somebody came in and destroyed the park <laughs> for you to see the concert. <laughs> and then they were like, I'm out. <laughs> This destroyed Ravage Park, and nobody can use anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I don't know, but see, this you're bringing up something. I'm gonna totally throw us off course here. It's all been off course. It has. Yeah, we had a list, and we've not even touched the list. But the, I think being an American right now just makes you feel dirty. Like the political discourse, like all this shit going on, the economy. I feel dirty all the time, right? I feel like if I went to another country, I would be embarrassed that I'm an American. Because so much about being American is dirty, fucking, you know, just exploitative. Yeah. Lying. Yeah. You know. Warmongering. Yeah. Yeah. And and everybody finding reasons to feel cool about it. Or at least to look the other way and act like it's really not that serious. You know, like the political discourse now is just fucking embarrassing. We should all be embarrassed. And this is how we're willing to talk to and about each other. Like, what 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 a value is even talked about politically? Nothing. You know, nothing. nothing. So, nothing. You know, it's more of the same, man. We lied to people. We took their money. We kicked them out of their crib. We did exactly what the fuck we want. And now you can come spend your money in a way that we want you to, and you'll be happy doing. Yeah. You know, they really, that's really all they did. They created a new way for you to come give them money and for you to feel good about it. I mean, the thing to me is with the, with the stadium is they did that, and, and just the fact that they built this giant spacecraft in the middle of, of, of Brooklyn or whatever, like, it sits there. You see it, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like... I'm not saying it's excusable to build something like that and tear up like a farm or some parkland or whatever, but it's like, you know, I go get off the train, especially over by by Little Woods, boom, there it is. You know what I mean? And um, that's what they want. It's like a big fuck you. Yeah, yeah, and we matter more. We do things like this. 
Yeah. Come give us your money. Yeah. But, you know, they they know cats are moving to Brooklyn. They know hipsters are taking over. And cats are coming who didn't even know what it was like before that was there. And, and, hey, cool. I can watch basketball. I can take the train and go check some basketball. It's all good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, but see, they, and they, they, that's why they really wanted Dwight Howard, somebody who hipsters and people who don't really know about the sport yes. can come and, and, and look at and be like, ooh, I saw Dwight Howard today. Mm-hmm. You know what the hipsters, so I went to Portland, and Portland has turned into this hipster mecca. But didn't it start that way? Didn't hipsterism start in Portland? It may have, although I feel like it, I don't know, you know, like, since I was out here, I feel like when hipsterism started, I just envisioned it starting yeah. in, like, Williamsburg. Well, oh, well, let me ask you this this way. You've noticed as you return home uh, an influx of his, hipsterism oh, and a rise of it that wasn't there before. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right, I'm sorry. Por- Portland was always full of strange white people. There's no doubt. Okay. Like... And I feel like if you make the, which there's some valid, you know, whatever, but, like, the whole, like, oh, you know, all hipsters are white or all white people between 20 and 40 are hipsters or whatever, like, yes, Portland's always been and had racial issues and has been very white for a long time and been full of strange hippies, people doing strange things. But people doing strange things aren't hipsters, you know what I mean? Fair enough. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're right. And because cause a lot of those people doing strange things, they were genuinely strange people. <laughs> I, I grew up with some of them. <laughs> strange people do strange things. So you, you went home and it was mad hipsters. Now I go home each time and it's just like mad hipsters from different parts of the country have set up their little coffee shops and their little things. And cats are having these hipsterish conversations. And Portlandia is real, and there are ads in paper, in papers. I'll open up the weekly paper, and there's a big ad with a picture of a chicken, and it's for a place where hipsters can go and buy chickens and other things for urban farming that they can put in their backyards. Oh, yeah. These are hip things to do. I'm sorry, Steve. I'm sorry, Ashley. But these are hipster types of things that... Portland hipsters do, and then they talk about them in hipster ways, um, and it's very strange. And so my friends, I go home and I hang out with my friends from high school, and we walk around Portland, and for instance, me and my man Brian, shout out, came out the coffee shop, one of these old coffee shops that was back we used to go to back in high school. We've been there for, since like the 80s, and and we paused for a second, and Brian said, this block right here, this corner, this reminds me of Portland, like, in the 90s, like, growing up. And it hasn't been hipsterified. Now, every generation is going to be like, you know, the new generation is whack, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. I am nostalgic for whatever. But the, the speed at which the hipsters kind of invaded and have, have, have done things to Portland is kind of is crazy. So, anyway, and plus, I'm just a hater. Oh, yeah. So, are you there? I'm here. I just, uh, something fell. Something fell. Yeah. Accidents happen, things happen. Yeah. Things were utilized that probably shouldn't have been. But go ahead. So, that one of the hipsters seemed to congregate at this place um, 
called salt and straw. Salt and straw. What's your opinion on... Okay, here we go. I'm going to go in right now. You know what I can't stand? This isn't just Portland. I can't stand the word artisanal. <laughs> what's, your, what's, what, what's your reaction to the word artisanal? And, uh, you don't have it, to agree with me. No, I, I don't know what I think. Like, it's not... Oh, I don't even... The word pretentious pops into my head because I don't think that people who are truly artisanal are pro, pro, professing themselves as such. Yes, right? exactly. And, and only people who are making money off of them use the term. It feels like a way of saying, this is some shit that somebody made, but spending it in a way that makes people feel like they're getting something nicer than they're getting. That's, that's dismissive of the actual product. But pretentious is what, yeah, it's some pretentious shit. So there's a spot called Salt and Straw, which is artisanal ice cream. Cats line up out the fucking store for that artisanal ice cream shit. Salt and straw. Let's, I'm going to maneuver through these flavors, and you can give some reactions. Are you ready? Let's do it. Listeners, let's go. Actually, I'm going to go page one. Here we go. The, the bulk bowl. B-O-K-E. What is that? Bulky? Bulk? What's that mean? B-O-K-E. I have no idea. What is that? I don't know. It's a little scary. Let's check it out. Let me Google it. Listeners, I know you, you stay with us. Don't leave us. I'm Googling. Stay with us. It's like, like if you say B-O-K, it's like bok choy. I can see an artisanal ice cream made out of bok choy. That would be nasty. I'm sure it would, but, you know, hipsters would say it's great because we're using, you know, green vegetables. You know. Okay. If there's an ice cream made out of bok choy, fuck you. Okay? <laughs> okay, next flavor. Marion Berry Habanero Jam. No. I mean, I like Marion Berries. That's some Oregonian shit. But the, keep your fucking pepper out of it. Yeah. What the fuck is pepper doing in ice cream? Next. Sweet summer corn buttermilk sh- sherbet. Corn. Corn? Now, uh, before we keep going, I will say that there is a magic to the sweet and salty together. Okay. You're going you're gonna to go there? Okay. I hear you. There, they, like, well, the king of this is the chocolate-covered pretzel. Oh, yeah. You just, right. you just, yeah. Any snarky comments I had just got thrown out the window. The chocolate-covered pretzel. The dark chocolate-covered pretzel. Woo. So, so we, we do know that there's a precedent for sweet and salty working together, right? Yes. But there are certain flavor. I can't get over the fucking pepper. Yeah. What the fuck is that? I don't want it hot. Well, what, do you want spicy ice cream? I don't think I do. Citra and hops with apricots. Citra hops. We all know hops make for delicious beer. Why are they? Stop fucking. It just make good ice cream. Yeah. Okay. Now, so, now we get to this. Rocky Road 
with honey marshmallows and can, candied hazelnuts. That sounds like good ice cream. It does. I was sitting here, I was, I was, you know, in my mind as you're saying, I'm going, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to sample that. You just, you just stacked on a lot of tasteful flavors into that ice cream. <laughs> uh, see, that's the way you should approach ice cream. These are tasty things. Exactly. Let's mix them. Not. Would, would you stand in line for that ice cream? Uh, I don't know. It gets a little too much. When the hipsters are standing in line for their artisanal shit, it just becomes a little too much. But let's let's keep going. Sea salt ice cream caramel ribbon. So is that is that breaking the boundaries with the sea salt, or are you going no. there on some ice cream sea salt? I could see that working. I could see it working. I, I would taste test that. I would try it. What about taste testing the honey balsamic strawberry with cracked pepper? Hell to the motherfucking no. Standing in line. Hell to the motherfucking no. No, no, no. Balsamic as in vinegar with pepper? It's ice cream, family. It's not a fucking salad. Exactly. What the fuck are you doing? Slow up now. Hipster. Slow up. Now, the cinnamon snickerdoodle, boom. All day. The coffee and bourbon. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Let's go back for a second. Is cinnamon snickerdoodle redundant? <laughs> it's a little redundant. <laughs> Did you fuck up, hipster? I think you fucked up. It's redundant. Learn your, learn your cookies. Snickerdoodle connotes cinnamon. <laughs> we're not new here. You thought you were being artisanal, and in fact, you, you were just a moron. Outsmarted yourself. Mix your bourbon in your coffee and stop. Exactly. Leave the, leave the cookies to the grown-ups. Grandma Mollick's almond brittle with salted ganache. Okay, yeah, okay. Okay, what is ganache anyway? Why isn't it just chocolate? I'm not up on, I don't even know. I don't know. Banana with spicy monkey caramel. Man, anytime cats got a banana, they feel comfortable throwing monkey in there. Yeah. Banana and monkey. Come on, man. Be more creative. Monkeys aren't the only people eating bananas. <laughs> When did my monkeys get the lockdown bananas? And aren't hipsters supposed to be a little more creative than that? I still don't figure out how the straw fits in. But I'm about is, to are, they, are they are they making milkshakes out of it? Maybe they're making the milkshakes. Maybe you can get that. I'm I'm I know you want this. The milkshake version, pear with blue cheese. Oh. <laughs> I mean, uh, it might work. This is this is, but it could go way wrong. See, the Harry Potter jelly beans were a joke. (laughs) Cats weren't supposed to take that serious. (laughs) But they did eat them. Kids would eat them joints. Kids would eat them joints. 
Oh, I once tried to vomit. It was awful. Uh, it tasted exactly like vomit. But see, this is the thing. Pear, and that sounds like a great salad. Why are they taking salads and making them an ice cream? Pear, more, blue cheese, exactly. over greens, with a light, light dressing? Multiple reasons. A, it's ice cream. B, what connection does salad have to ice cream? What, what, what's going on there? Look, if you want to live healthy, you eat the fucking salad. We've, we, you, you're eating ice cream. You've made your choice. You've stated where you stand in the world. Just fucking have the ice cream. Lemon basil sorbet. That probably is awesome. I've, I've had lemon. Have you ever had basil lemonade? I, I can imagine basil lemonade. Is there something about basil in my ice cream once again that just says to me, like, salad or pasta? I feel you, but basil is, is subtly minty. Ah, I see you. Basil got a, has a minty style to it. When, when, when the wife came with the basil lemonade, I was a little leery, but that was some fucking refreshing. That was a refreshing beverage. That would be a refreshing sorbet. It's reminding me that I need to go cook dinner soon. But yeah. yeah. Those are the flavors. Artisanal. Look, man, that one that just gets no holler is that fucking balsamic crack pepper. What That's that's time out. Yeah. Time so out. let's go let's go talk. The re- the referee is, is the referees are still No, I don't think they're discussing that. They they threw that one out. The investigation is ongoing. Well, no, you're right. It's not ongoing. It's done. It's been decided. Isn't the investigation is ongoing? That's like some, uh, that's the, the, is that the Jizzet album, Investigative Reports? No, that's Doom. Doom. <laughs> that's Doom. <laughs> <laughs> the wife, the wife is so frustrated with me throwing out random lyrics. A word or a phrase someone will say in some completely non-hip-hop context will lead to me rattling off half a verse. Well, speaking of half a verse, let's go here, and then I think it might be time to wrap things up. Yeah, yeah, I'm running on fumes. There, uh, there's a couple questions I still want answered, but this episode is going to come to a close in a moment. We're going here. It could be an epic failure, but we're going to go here anyway. Get ready. Okay. All right? Okay. okay. Lyrical Renaissance. Sadat it's- X. Oh. Wild Cowboys. <laughs> oh, if I was wearing a cap, I'd tip it right now. Okay, I'm ready. Well, I'll just give you the chorus. You know the chorus. I do. Wild Cowboy, it's the Wild Cowboys. Wild Cowboy, it's the Wild Cowboys. I mean, of course, everything is better than the Sadat X voice, but oh. just imagine it. Oh. We're going to go in. He even talks about Cleveland. First verse. Let's go on first verse on this one. It's all we're going to give you first verse, listeners, if you're still listening. Both of you. Shout out. Alex and Steve. Oh, and Daoud. And Daoud. Oh, word up. No yeah. doubt. Shout out for hitting me with that, that coffee. That was nice. Good looks. Um, here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of y'all out there might think that I'm strange, 
But the wild cowboy never lived on no range. <laughs> Feel free to, you know, we're going to take a couple, you know, take some time to comment if, if necessary. Right. The only prairie I seen was in the library. <laughs> and the last Indian I seen was headed towards Cleveland. <laughs> y'all can believe in what y'all believe in, but stop the bullshitting and deceiving. When the OK Corral bell rings for the winter, I'm a flashback to 79 with Thelma drinking wine. You can see it was me even with that small screen. Al, Al Green had a major string of hits. <laughs> And I want to be like him in the fact that each one was a gem. My man Mashburn is killing him down in Dallas. <laughs> I seen him one day after this bullshit, bullshit show called Alice. Jamal Mashburn got a shout out because he played in Dallas. <laughs> it was was it that was it that so Dallas was watching Alice and strolled outside and was like, oh, Jamal Mashburn, or were they both in the same place checking to Alice? And afterwards, was like, oh, I didn't realize you were here. <laughs> The wild cowboy is hard to resist. Make the play, get the assist. <laughs> and then, I love this, this, this comment. Make the play, get the assist. Girlfriends hate Genesis. <laughs> what does that even mean? They hate him when he's playing Sega Genesis. So, but Genesis, I feel like Genesis was old at this point. When did that come out? They might have 92, 93, right? Wild Cowboys came out like 95. Maybe it wasn't that old. Yeah, I, wow, that was awful. I straight yawned on the podcast. That's, that's where we're at right now. <laughs> I'm going to keep it going. We're going to make it through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and Diamond D dug deep in the crates. Been rhyming Child. for high rates. Did wild show dates. My name is X, yo. My name is X. Worth more weight than gold. Precious. More precious than your baby who's a year old. <laughs> Step to war without your armor? Results in trauma. Mad drama. I'm the mad bomber. <laughs> Young girl, stay away because I'm dangerous. I'm a grown man. Don't force my hand. I'll wow. judge off because I can't. I always wondered why he made this album. <laughs> He's Sadat X. What else is he going to do? Wild Cowboys. He's fucking... What, what, when you started this, I was like, what, what, thinking to myself, what do you make of Sadat X? What, what, what? He's just... He's such a character. He is, man. The amazing voice. Amazing voice. Amazing voice. Never really been real consistent about rhyme schemes. No. 
But he had but a it, real, a serious personality. I mean, oh my god, you know? so much charisma. Yeah. So much, like, like his charisma and his voice keep him relevant, even though maybe this is what that that spin dude was saying. You spend your time worrying about skills, you'll miss a dot X. And, you know, where would hip-hop be without Sadat X? It's true. It's true. I mean, I mean if it were going. I was going to say, I mean, if, if most did an album today, or Yasin Bey, and got a verse from Sadat X, you wouldn't be mad. You'd listen to it. Yeah. I mean, I'd listen oh, yeah. to it again, but I'd yeah. listen to it. Oh, Sadat X is on there. That's cool. Wow. I mean, he, he made a, he made an album, Wild Cowboys, talking about cowboys, which wow. I think honestly, like it, it was, I was like, whoa! I mean, when it came out, still it's a little whoa, but at the same time, like I feel like he just went for it. He's like, fuck it, I'm gonna do this because I'm into this shit. I'm gonna do this crazy concept, and, and you know, we all know country music. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it kept him relevant too. I mean, oh, the beats on that album are crazy, ridiculous yeah. beats. Yeah. But yeah. but if he had just gone and made the solo Sadat X album, yeah, it would have been cool. But Wild Cowboys, man. Wild Cowboys. Shout out Sadat X. Sadat X, man. Now he's he's doing YouTube wine tasting shows. Is he really? Yeah. Is it good? Parts of it. I'm going to check for it. That's amazing. Yeah. Not that, you know, not that I don't think Head should be, you know, enjoying good wine. That's just fresh, though. That's fresh. If you, you know, if you're, if you're an old rapper who needs to retire, do something fresh. Exactly. That's all we ask. Just do something fresh. Do something fresh. Yeah. Don't sit around writing rhymes for everybody that comes out. For that day, you need to serve them up and put them in their place. Don't waste that notebook space. No. Enjoy fine one. <laughs> uh, man. Or learn carpentry or something like that. Um, take up knitting. Take up knitting, man. Yeah. Crochet. I think it's time. I think so too. Listeners, thank you for welcoming. Well, I can't talk. It's late. It's late. So we're going to go and we're going to leave you, but we'll be back at some point. Yeah. It, it won't be a layoff like, like, like we just had. No. Two no. years? No. No. No, no, no. Heads aren't moving anymore. We might even be in the same studio next time. You never know. That would fuck somebody's head up. Ooh. But we'll, we'll, we're endeavoring that. We're efforting that. Yeah. Things are happening. Okay, things are slowing down. Listeners, <laughs> peace out. <laughs> Eat well. Peace.